What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Red Cell Podcast. My name is Tyler Cook, and today I'm joined by everybody, Zach Crosby, Brenton Shelby, Brandon Anderson joins us again this morning, uh, Dustin Manning is here. Uh, today marks the halfway point for Season 1, so after today we've got five more episodes left in this season. It's like a short uh, two or three week break, we'll kind of make that decision uh, as the weeks go by, but today... We wanted to start a multi-episode series uh, revolving around the baseball road trip that Brenton Shelby, Zach Crosby, Brandon Anderson, and James Pugh took about a year and a half ago. So, without further ado, let's join in, take a listen, see what's up. Alright, so this story... (laughs) <laughs> not all in its entirety, but bits and pieces along the way have been told over the last year and a half. And we thought that it would be great to sit down and talk about some of the events that happened a year and a half ago on the baseball road trip. You know, memories are made driving, not so much flying. There's there's good trips flying, but memories are made when you drive. So what? where all did you guys go and in what length of time okay so it was a week let's let's go back to the origin of this a little bit so i was moving to new york in october um so we decided danielle and i decided uh to take trips with friends uh before we left and so my idea was hey let's pack the most into a week as possible uh which meant that we could only like we had to have a certain crew of people to make it work because you know nobody really could have real jobs uh, you had to be able to take off nine <laughs> days you know and not everyone can do that um, and so like the group of people that went could all take off and so um, my idea was just to go and visit as many baseball stadiums as possible and see the west coast um, so Brandon and I actually started like mapping this out and just saying all right where's the next that. baseball game where's you know where can we get to and so we went to Phoenix the Grand Canyon LA San Francisco, Kansas City, Missouri, with a short stop in Salt Lake City on the way, and then Chicago and back home. We'll put a mapped out map of this on. Yeah, it was yeah, eight, yeah. eight days, uh-huh. almost eighty five hundred miles, three hotel rooms, all in my Jeep Cher- Grand Cherokee. Hmm. Are we going to talk about the air conditioning now? Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a whole. We'll get to that. Yeah, there's a whole story around that. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the first legs of your journey where the, where there was an eventful you know piece of the story so we, it's all it all goes smoothly all the way to dallas which is like the first city we come to right for six hours of this eight-day trip it's perfect <laughs> and on this trip is zach brenton our brandon fr- our friend brandon and our friend pew right right yeah james yep. pew in real life <laughs> in real life uh, that's his Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, it was four of us in a what a midsize SUV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, midsize is is right. Is I'm gonna say small it SUV. I think it's let's say economy midsize. size. Economy oh, okay. size. Okay. Yeah. Well, economy. Like no, it's no, not it's like not a economy. no, it's not economy. It's definitely midsize. Smaller midsize. Yeah. So, so this the Grand Cherokee is not like one of the newer ones. No, it's 09. It's it's like one of the older like the skinny body styles. I just bought it. Yeah. Yeah, it was purchased like two weeks before this trip. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. 
because we were planning on renting something. We thought we were going to be able to rent something large for mm. cheap. Right. And it turned out we yeah. couldn't. And for the like the the our price range that we wanted to hit, it was going to be a midsize SUV. And I was like, well, that's dumb. I've got a midsize SUV. Yeah. Why don't we just take it instead of paying Yeah, we were rental. literally picking up a Kia midsize SUV or Zach. So we were like, hey, let's just save the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's like, but taking your Grand Cherokee is like um, going hunting with someone else's gun. Because it was brand new. Yes. You don't know what it's like. It was basically a rental. <laughs> yeah. And hindsight yeah. being 2020. Basically. That Kia might have been a good idea. No, I mean, I mean that vehicle holds all the memories. <laughs> it's like a memory true. bank. Yeah. We've and got, I've got it in my driveway still. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. What? Well, hey, in fact, it, it's carried us to the airport a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's held its own way. I put about 50,000 miles on it since that trip. Yeah. That's a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, we made it to Dallas, and yep. we're, we're eating, and where did we stop? Shake we stopped Shack. at Shake Shack, which is a New York uh, thing, okay. so it's the only one in the South, really. So we, yep. I mean, it was, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, it's what is wrong? The best, best burgers. I it's mean, the best fast food burger there is. It's it's good burgers. Look, Megan, I don't remember being overwhelmed. Like, oh, this is amazing. I need one in Laurel. Megan and Haley Easterling have this thing. They're like on a mission to eat at all the Shake Shacks not in New York City. Like they they've been the one in New York, but they want to eat all of them not in New York. Wait, which one do they go to in New York of the hundred and fifty there are? Oh, I, I don't, okay, cool. I don't, that's that's why they're like <laughs> the I, one in really, New York, Britain. The one in New York, <laughs> the um, original. <laughs> no, no, but that that's kind of the the novelty of it is like you know there's yeah, there's mean, a ton of them there. So let's look, visit the ones. It's not a here. novelty, much like In and Out or Five Guys. It's sure. on that level of. I mean, it's better than Burger King or McDonald's. Sure, you know? they're pretty good. Yeah, they're tasty. Not five star, but they're okay. Tasty. So, so Dallas. So Dallas, we That's make right. it to Dallas. I'm already tired. I should also probably mention that two weeks before this trip, I took in the same Grand Cherokee a whole bunch of kids. I say kids, camp counselors, so college age folks, mm-hmm. to the Grand Canyon for a week. Oh yes, and back. So, how many miles is that? Uh, thirty five hundred or so. So you drove thirty five hundred miles. And then a week later, you drove 8,500 miles. I put over 11,000 miles on my Jeep in less than three weeks. How many oil changes is that? I don't know. None. <laughs> one. <Yeah>, none. <laughs> I, I, mean, did, I did one before the Grand Canyon, one after the Grand Canyon, and then one after this trip. Jeez. My goodness. So, three. <laughs> you know, this is, this is I'm, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole and then come right back. And my, I have a Grand Cherokee as well. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's a newer model. Though. Yeah. My counter is 15,000 miles for my oil change. Ooh. No joke. So, yeah. so when I flip over, it's like I hit 3,000. It's not even hit 90% yet. Mm-hmm. I changed mine around 8,000. So I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if that's right or not. That's just what I do. Anyway, yeah, he's so strict on that. We changed it in Memphis on the way back during the middle of the night. <laughs> right at 8,000, we just had to stop and that, change that, the oil. That's a lie. That's 100% lie. So back, back to Dallas. That's so, good math, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. What uh, what happened? What happened in Dallas? What, right, what was so the what was what was the deal there? Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary happened at supper. We get done with supper. We're all. I mean, I'm tired. I don't know about everybody else. I'm tired. I think I've been driving. I must have been driving because I was so tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you drove the first leg. And so um, <laughs> and so I think it was Brandon said he, he would drive after that. 
As I think he said he could drive. Yeah. Nights. So so the the thing was like I think James and Zach were gonna get us to Dallas, and then Brandon and I were gonna tag team the night to like El Paso or somewhere mm-hmm. out towards. Because we're driving straight out. Well, our first stop is in Arizona. Our first real stop's in Arizona. Right. So we hop in the car. You know what? We should probably call Brandon. Yeah. We need him. We need his input on this. All right. All right. Hold up. I think we got. Whoa. Sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Oh. How long did you sit there and think of that? Uh, well, Karen calls him about sometimes. So we're right in the middle of talking. They 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 haven't let me and Dustin know yet quite what happened in Dallas on on, on your oh, baseball road trip. Nobody wants to know what happened in Dallas. <laughs> So, so apparently, what happened in Dallas? Plays in Dallas. Knows that. <laughs> so you were you were driving in Dallas, is, is where we were. That, where we, and that is. Yeah. So we just left Shake Shack, and Brandon hops in the driver's seat, and we leave. Doing and, my part. Yeah, doing his part, start of his part, and we're out. How far? How long were we in the car? I mean, we hit the first red light about 500 feet out of the. Shake Shack parking lot. The Shake Shack lot. parking lot, yeah. It's at this point, we need Brandon to uh, clarify something for us. Now, something you have mentioned to all of us before, but I'm sorry, we always forget. Uh, you are colorblind, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, I don't appreciate you not taking that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that, buddy. We did not get this in the pre-trip briefing. We did not get Brandon to <laughs> let us in. No, on we've, the been, we've been friends long enough. You know that I can't see color. We all know. That we all know he's colorblind, but we we don't. It, it's, well, it's it like cross our It's mind. like yeah. every time you get on an airplane, they give you the safety briefing over and over. <laughs> like I know the safety briefing, but you need to tell me you're colorblind. Yeah. Well, I probably had mentioned it. Everybody was hungover on double cheeseburgers and milkshakes and just like, yeah, just let him drive. (laughs) Well, you are the driver. Yeah, that's true. I'm the driver. (laughs) I'll sing the whole thing for you later, but it's going to be $5 song. We can't afford royalties. So we get to the first red light, and Brandon goes, guys, I'm going to need some help. Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to remind you that uh, even though this podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere pretty much that podcast can be listened to and downloaded, um, we do host our podcast through Anchor. And Anchor uh, has their own app. You can actually listen to the podcast right there in the app. Um, You can also leave us messages, voice messages, and they send directly to us. We've gotten a couple from you guys. We really appreciate those. Uh, we'll be talking about some of that stuff on the air in the next couple of weeks, so so stay tuned for that. Um, also, if you haven't given us a follow on social media, go check us out right now. We post pretty much all week long, and, and we even throw up some pictures and stuff of some of the things that we talk about right here on the podcast. So um, without taking up too much more time, let's jump back in and see how Brandon's doing in the driver's seat in Dallas. 
I'm in the back seat, and I hadn't re- hasn't registered what he's talking about. I, I look up, I'm like, what does he need help with? I mean, Brandon needs help with a lot of things. So <laughs> this wasn't too off color. And but... Brent, Brenton's in the past. Uh, it seat. was off color, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was off color. <laughs> and what makes it worse, let's be honest. The the stoplight things weren't up and down like they are here. They were side to side for the whole like I know which one's the top and which one's the bottom in the middle, you know, that's just kinda of risk it if you want to. It wasn't like that, it was side to side. So my, now, whole, my whole system was thrown off. But now and also there's so many of them they just all blend together. But now also you have had some prior experience like driving around the country like that was one of the reasons why we decided to road trip is you were like i can drive at night so it's and i can it's just a bit risky <laughs> he, he can drive at night as long as it's not in the middle of a city right i mean yeah 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 i mean there, there's not red lights on the interstate that's true freeway but i'm sitting in the back seat and he says guys i need some help and i'm like i don't know what he's talking about what does he need help with <laughs> And then I look up and see Brenton and see the panic on his face. <laughs> you know, all through this trip, I think there'll be I other stories. I couldn't see the panic. I couldn't see the color. But I didn't see the <laughs> where we talk about the facial expressions of other people that we see. And I think the facial expressions definitely show, yeah, what was actually happening in a lot of these situations. <laughs> because I believe at that point, because, <clears throat> you know, driving in cities is different than like driving on the freeway. Like, I mean, driving down the interstate or the freeway, like, you know, that it is what it is. Like, it, not yeah, a lot of color go. involved. Yeah. But, you know, when you're driving down the freeway or on a busy street in a city, you know, being colorblind is an issue. I mean, you need to know when to stop and when to go. I'm just here to be an advocate for the plight of colorblindness. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If, the, if there's one thing that happens from this segment on this show, because I wasn't coming on. I refused. <laughs> um, I didn't want to become a radio personality on your show. But I needed to step in and be a help to the people who are suffering. <laughs> because it's not only you that's suffering. Sometimes you bring in others to your suffering, which is actually what happened with us. Mm-hmm. And that's what friends do. Look, and it, but it's not just driving through cities that's the problem. If you colorblind, you should try to get yourself dressed and matched. <laughs> you make one wrong decision. You you make one wrong decision. Everybody's making fun of you. Don't care about your mishap. And, <laughs> and you're green and red, correct? The colorblind. That's the um, colors. Last that... time I got checked, all I know was like on a scale of one to ten, ten being very bad. I was nine point eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because you know the most the the most thrilling colors to wear together aren't red and green, and those are two that you can't see. Yeah, Christmas look, Christmas looks different for me than it right. Does Christmas for you guys. Christmas in June, that. you know, is a, a issue. Also, I might have point out uh, that is sixty seven percent of the traffic light. Yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I don't know the percentage, but I trust <laughs> you because of your intelligence. Yeah, he but rounded, see, but yeah, sixty seven. I, I will I will trust the vehicle in front of me. Oh. You know, I can see their brake lights. Have Have you I don't seen? Even know what color they are? I know they're on the back of the car. But if there's no vehicle in front of me, that's when we're we are the predicament could there could be one. <laughs> yeah. So basically, for the next, I would say I don't know what twenty, thirty, forty miles. I mean, Dallas, the it's suburbs of Dallas way. goes a long way. Yeah. We had a tag team system of driving <laughs> where. 
I pretty much told Brandon, okay, go. And he <laughs> went, and, or, okay, stop. And, you know, uh, we, it, it, it's it, hard to, it's, it's hard enough when you barely reach the pedals, but when you can't tell what to go or stop, that makes it even harder. Dallas Fort Worth area is just so widespread. It's like it's it yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I had a good time. I was half asleep. Yeah, Zach and Zach and James were in the back trying to rest up for their next, you know, session that was going to be a day and a half later. Speaking of the next session, <laughs> we made it all the way well, through think- the night. Through Texas, had we gotten to Arizona yet? Oh, uh, you t- what? No. You when I finally got on the ground and that Brenton drive, he totally ruined the evening for <laughs> Yeah, so I believe where we're going with this because it was quite a monumental piece of the journey was so Brandon drove through the night through West Texas. We saw windmills and oil fields all night long. Um, I didn't. I slept. While yeah, the other two were in the back asleep. And then we we get to the next morning, and I think you drive till almost like we could just see the sun coming up, and you're like, "All right, here we go, driving." Now, yeah, we were to put we, ourselves yeah. in the place so we can all understand where we were. We were driving on I-10, right along the Mexican border. So right before you get to El Paso, you could um, almost throw a rock across the fence. I mean, yeah, you could you could see the the border. I mean, it was like 200 yards from where we were. Yeah. Mm. And I wake up and they're and Brenton and Brandon are discussing something. Yeah. So I mean, of course, on road trips, you know, sometimes you go through places where restrooms aren't as accessible as others. Much <laughs> like when you're in, you know, New York looking for a restroom as you tour. Our you're great in the city. middle of the desert, open Camping desert. But there's nowhere in on I-10 just east, I believe. Yeah, that would be right. Um, east of it was, El Paso. It was still dark. Yeah, it was, it was just so daylight. daylight. No like, way I would have agreed, agreed to this next part if I could have seen <laughs> what we were about. To do. It, it was definitely still dark because the because ne- when I hopped in, it was still dark. Yeah, when I hopped in the driver's that's seat. true. It was dark, so it was dark. We were driving, and Brandon and I decided we both had to, you know, use the restroom. And so we drove for a minute. We used Google Maps, Apple Maps, all the maps, um, trying to find a restroom. And it literally sixty miles down the road is the next restroom. So, I mean, we did what all males would do in this situation is we go to pee in the desert which is <laughs> which is probably like fun. what 4 30 in the morning so yeah so like it's nobody it's, on the it's road 4 30 really. in the morning there's nobody on the road there's literally we haven't seen a building i, had for a bad my- feel- I just want to be honest and put this in there <laughs> i had a bad feeling about this as a possible well i did and too I acted on that because that was a gifting you know my my biggest fear is that I'll get bit by a snake. And so all I can think about is while we're trying to bounce out through the rocks, trying to find somewhere to pee, um, is that I'm going to get bit by a snake. I didn't know. That and see, that's what, separa- that's what separates you from me. Because I did not have that great fear until <laughs> later on when we're running out there and it looks like we're on a level of Super Mario Brother when you're outside in the sand. <laughs> right. Well, well, I will say <laughs> the, the, desert, the desert in the dark doesn't look as dangerous as the desert in the day that is true you can't see anything. desert in the dark i'm gonna run that down that'd be a good album title. that's a good i know that's a good song that's a good song right there um kind of like fishing in the dark uh but so we use the restroom get back in the vehicle and i think on a maybe another episode i talk about my oneness and being like very structured uh but so i always have to find somewhere to put my stuff because i don't drive my wallet so i have my stuff in the door and so we get back in, we jump in, like it's like we're 
you know, running from the law. Um, we get back in the vehicle and zoom off. That's the point I wake up. I slept right. through the whole stopping. Yeah, exactly. When they're hopping back on the interstate is when I woke up. Yeah, so we slam the doors. I mean, get back on the interstate, you know, see how fast we can get to 80 miles an hour. And uh, Zach wakes up and like, hey, well, what are you doing? We're like, well, we had to stop for a second. And we get all the way through El Paso. And I believe it's time for gas. Um, and we yeah. stop at a gas station. And that's the point. It's probably time for me to hop in the driver's seat again. Yeah, we were going to get some breakfast. By the way, I want to throw this in. It's Brenton's turn to buy gas. Right. And, and that's the thing. So, <laughs> I feel like so I feel, Now that we're talking about this, I feel like this is an elaborate scheme. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so the the plan was just that if you're driving and we stop for gas, you pay for it, and we'll just like settle up at the end instead of like somebody buying all the gas and then just hey buy the gas as you as you drive and we'll you know make it happen. So we get to the gas station west side of El Paso. Now we were on the east side of El Paso. Now we're on the west side. So we've went at least sixty miles. Yeah. Um, and I go to pull my card out of the door to buy gas. And guys, I find absolutely nothing in that driver door pocket. Absolutely nothing. That he found feeling. panic. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, this is uh, repeating itself. We we tore the truck apart. <laughs> yeah, I I remember us having all of our bags, and we didn't pack a whole lot for this trip. No, much less than we packed for the other trip. Yes. Um. The previous well, we didn't year, need as many tools, right? Yeah, I mean, we thought we that. had a vehicle that you know all the functions worked, but <laughs> we'll, it is get, we'll it is. get to that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so oh, we yeah, we pull everything part. out. I mean, we look like we're stashing something, you know, trying to come across the border, and now we're about to sell it or something. Uh, and we look everywhere, and it's not there. Mm. And so, in a moment of panic, there is one thing that saves the day. And that is the thought of the thought <laughs> that we have a GoPro taking 10 second time lapse pictures of our whole trip <laughs> from Laurel, Mississippi to where we are currently. I completely forgot about the GoPro. I yeah, shout out to GoPro. They're not a sponsor, I don't think, at this point. <laughs> no. um, I, for, I forgot about the GoPro too, but I was afraid at that moment it had some. Uh, when you peter in the middle of the night you don't think about the gopro that's taking pictures every 10 <laughs> seconds by the way um but yeah so we're in a moment of panic we're like how do we find this wallet we've just been through just loads of miles of interstate with nothing no bridges no landmarks no anything and so we see the gopro and I don't remember who, but somebody was like, hey, I think we may can like watch it back and count the number of frames and then multiply that by 10 seconds and see how far down the road we were time-wise. to try to that find it time-wise. Like that, that sounds like it was mine. <laughs> I don't want to be the hero here but because I'm also the villain in this, but I believe it was my idea. <laughs> I, think, I think it was too. I, you know, that panic was setting in, so the, you're like, what can, what can we the do? The panic was setting in, yeah. We were on hour 12 of an eight-day road trip, and I had lost every bit of money that I had with me. Uh, it's a thing. Yeah, and this is this was a big deal, not just to him, because I was planning on him buying a couple meals for me. <laughs> and I'm being honest with you, so we got to find some So we're going to take just a short break, and while we're here, I just wanted to say thanks to all of our listeners who have ever recommended any of our products or services to someone. Your recommendation means a whole lot to us, and and we really do appreciate that. Um, as a lot of you know, we've been pushing our wedding package really hard the last few 
months and uh, giving you guys some insider information. Those pricings and, and things that you've been seeing are going up in the next couple of months. So if you listen to this podcast, if you just got married, if you know you just got engaged, you know somebody who's about to get married, if you're about to get married, uh, drop me a line on the website using our contact form and mention that you listen to the podcast. If you mention that you listen to us right here uh, on the podcast, I'll give you 15% off of your next wedding booking. So mention us on the contact form. We'd love to hear from you. Let's join back in. See how the trip's going. Yeah, so I think we pull the GoPro off the off the dash and begin to count up. And I think maybe I don't know. It, it's been a while. I mean, it's been almost two years now. Yeah. But I think we counted up that we were like eighty minutes past the point of our urination stop. That's, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. And. The pictures didn't really give us the whole picture. Now at this point, we've already like I'm in the driver's seat. We've already turned around. Right, we're, we're on the computer. It's daylight. Now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's daylight, it's and starting, we're zooming yeah, back uh, through El Paso, like trying to figure out. I'm on the computer, like watching these frames back and back and back, trying to find a road sign, right? Anything. And then again, remember this. I'm whole freaking trip. out because we can see now where we were. <laughs> <laughs> right. Going back yeah. To this. This whole trip is based around you have tickets to baseball games that you have to get. Right, yes. we're we're on somewhat of a tight schedule. Um, <laughs> when we're trying you, to get to Arizona, when you leave Laurel, Mississippi, going to Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> and you have twenty eight hours to make a baseball game that starts in twenty eight hours, yeah. uh, it's it's a tight schedule. So leaving your wallet on the side of the road is not something that you add in to the to the plan. Um, so we start heading back, and and the best we can decide is that there's a bridge about a mile before we stopped now again the desert looks the same in a lot of places sure also also the picture of the stop there's a bush <laughs> yes yes no, there is that's true there's one a tumbleweed, a tumbleweed something it was a yeah. piece of foliage where, where, where we stopped <laughs> we're talking about the scenery not the gopro pictures right we did have enough thought to get out of the camera okay, view okay. so there was not explicit images <laughs> on this gopro right. um right, but yeah so so we start heading back and we start to see bridges that look like this. So, and then we see foliage that looks like right. That, and and so the basic routine gone. that what happened is we began to circle like a vulture every time we saw a bridge. And so we would go past the bridge, find a turnaround, you know, come back and try to see what it was. Oh, it's not there. Keep going. Yeah. And this, I believe, because we have donuts in front of us right now, and we ate donuts after that at Krispy Kreme yes, in El Paso. Did. But I believe this whole like venture back took about three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took sure. it took yeah, about three yeah, hours. No, the more that I think about it, this wasn't my plan. My plan would have found the wallet thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the math apparently was not that good. Well, <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. In a, in a moment of crisis, you should never do long division. Um, but yeah, so we just keep going back and keep going back and keep going back, and finally. We get to a spot where we're like, all right, I think this is it. I think I think we found the cactus 
in the desert. Britton and Brandon hop but out. That's it. So we pull over. Zach slams the uh, car in park. We jump out. I mean, there's dust flying everywhere. I run into the desert thinking that the wallet's out there. <laughs> Brandon runs somewhere else. And all of a sudden. Yeah, I ran away from the desert because I said, oh my gosh, I stood right here. Well, we, we couldn't find last it. Night. I could right. Yeah, we couldn't find it anywhere. And so like, we were like, all right, what color was the wallet? Hoping he wasn't going to say brown. <laughs> In my head. It was brown. It was yeah. No, it was black. Oh, it was black. Yeah, I've changed it was, wallets. It was black back then. I lost the black Which wallet later. sounds better in the desert. Right, yeah. However, I don't know if you've ever seen the side Not of the a, highway in the desert. Yeah. There is tire shreds <laughs> everywhere. That's true, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of just stuff on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. and things. so you're looking for this black thing. Well, there's black things scattered all over the place, black like glitter. <laughs> like, it's just everywhere. So we're like, oh, my gosh. We're never going to find this thing. But let's, let's keep in mind, you you were in the vehicle. You didn't have this conversation. Me and Brenton are running behind the vehicle. Yep. Probably by about 50 yards because the vehicle's faster than we are. And Brenton <laughs> says, hey, look, there's Mexico. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He said, you know that we can get arrested if we look suspicious out here <laughs> yeah i think about and that I'm time like, it hit me that like don't look suspicious because there's a gold jeep about 50 yards ahead of us driving slowly on the shoulder of the road while we run back and forth between the desert and the side of the road <laughs> yep. and uh, it was at that point it was at that point that i thought i may not make it home not only may i may not make it back home i may not make it to the first ball game of this trip. <laughs> which and is more I important Brent cried right. too at that point um i cried too because there went all my friends <laughs> that time with the brake lights on the jeep fell off and zach jumped out of the door and start doing this really Caucasian dance <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we see zach up about 50 yards ahead Ooh. holding this wallet up over his head like jumping up and down yeah that it is just this i mean he's just won the world championship like we're going to see baseball That's games what it felt like. but there will be no championship greater than zach finding the wallet so and zach to be clear you found it in the jeep Yes, I was driving the Jeep. They were walking, trying to look in the desert and all, and I found it while I was driving ahead. Well, yeah. No, no, he doesn't find it in the door. Oh. No, no, no. It was he, not in the Jeep. I he was finds Jeep. it on, it on is, the side of the it road. Is, it is laid on the, the white line of I the gotcha. road, literally like on top of the white line on the side of the okay, I looking like a piece of you tire. had it all along no 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 no, 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 no. okay no there has been other times where it was found in the vehicle we were in after a frantic search this uh, time it was actually all my identification was on the side of the road gotcha. 200 feet from mexico Ooh. yeah yeah people say the whole phrase finding a needle in a haystack like it's impossible i now know that it is possible <laughs> we found a wallet in the desert which is very similar yeah uh, and what's amazing to me about this whole story is that we were, it, from the time I lost it to the time we found it was at least two hours. Mm -hmm. Let's let's give it two hours being very, um, very conservative. Because we have to make the game. Right. We have to make the game. And we, we there was a time limit where we were going to have to say like, all right, sorry, this is it. Oh, by the way, I had reserved every hotel 
that we had the whole way. Oh, and yeah. so Your if I didn't card. have my credit card and ID, <laughs> instead of three nights out of eight we were staying in a hotel, yeah. it was zero out Oof. of eight. So Jeez. there was a lot of pressure on finding this. Yeah. But yeah, but the whole time it laid on the white line. You still didn't breakfast. I was still in trauma at that point. I was trying to trying to decide where I was uh, mentally. But it stayed on that white line the whole time. Wow. Because we pulled off right on the white line. It fell out the door on the white line. Like a truck could have hit it and it oh, yeah. strode it anywhere. Everything was in it, cash, everything, right on the white line. Folded yeah. nice and pretty. Actually, state. later on that trip, I saw, uh, I saw an 18-wheeler hit something in the run. We'll get to that, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so um, after that, we got to Phoenix later uh, after eating some donuts at Krispy Kreme and then getting back um, on the road. And I go immediately. I think the first stop on the road trip that we got to Phoenix was not the baseball game, but was to Best Buy uh, to buy tiles. And uh, yeah. tiles, again, I'm not, I'm name dropping a lot here, but hey. great, uh, great thing to have in your wallet because I still have them. And as you know, <laughs> I've lost my wallet multiple times sure. uh, daily. Two uh, on two road trips at this point. Right, yeah. But a ding, hey, and you can find it anywhere. Um, yeah, it's it's crucial for someone like me who loses their wallet all the time. Uh, it doesn't help you with not losing it, but the recovery is much, much better. Well, Brandon, we are so glad that you decided to jump That's on right. I don't think we could have told this story without you. That's right. I felt like you could have. All right, well, uh, that's going to be it for today. Um, Brandon, again, thanks for joining in. We'll, uh, hey, if you ever need me again, call me back. I'm not answering. I have to call twice. <laughs> <laughs> we will be calling you. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So, anyway, thanks for hopping on, buddy. We'll uh, we'll holler at you after a while. All right, baby man. I'll see you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Baby man. He's been hanging around Robbie Johnson. <laughs> that, yeah. that, was a, that was a PR reference right there. <laughs> that was Season 1, Episode 5 of the Red Cell Podcast. Make sure you tune in next week. Zach and Dustin sit down and talk about what it's like to be a new dad with a small child in the house. And we also take a look at the Grand Canyon, uh, what to do, what not to do. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in for both of those. There's some really funny moments, uh, especially uh, with Zach and Dustin talking about changing diapers and that sort of thing. So tune in next week uh, for episode six of the Red Cell Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next week at 8 a.m. Monday morning.